everyone. Welcome to Beauties and Headcanons, where we're nerdy, and you probably still are too. I'm Lindsay, I'm here with Tegan, and we are here to talk nerdy to you. Nudie, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we wanted to uh, talk about Wonder Woman, which came out on Christmas Day in some theaters, maybe all theaters, I don't know, whatever theaters are open right now, and it was also streaming on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't sure that I wanted to go see this one. Um, I actually heard some really, like, nasty reviews about it, and I was like, oh, maybe not. One of my good friends said he got up halfway through the movie and left. Ooh. I don't know if that means he was, like, watching it on HBO Max or if he was watching it in the theater, but either way, kind of savage. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it came down to it, I saw it in a theater, uh, socially distanced. I think there was maybe, like, a grand total of seven people in it in the theater besides us and um i had to do it because my daughter went and saw it the night before so it was sort of like a jab at her and be like yeah if you're gonna go see a movie without me i'm gonna go see the movie without you then so um brought the fiance had a had a good time the food was good we ate a bunch of fried food but uh i mean the company was good uh and the movie was um okay so uh, a couple things um (laughs) I kind of missed the theater. I, I The last movie I think I actually went to was um, a long time ago. I can't even remember. Uh, maybe for my... Um, I really can't remember previous to this one, the last time I was in a movie theater. I did lose my, my Marcus card, though. I lost my card that oh. gets you, like, extra, yeah. you know... Uh, savings and you get to rack up all your points i lost it in the in the previous year which which i thought was hilarious because it was the one thing that's not in my wallet what the (laughs) heck so when when i had to buy the tickets because of course i did everything through my app on my phone or through just the internet on my phone doing all of that was loads of fun but then i couldn't get any points because i didn't have my dang card it was uh, tragedy right okay so <laughs> we we ordered a bunch of fried food we had a had a good time i didn't realize how much i actually missed the theater and being able to like sit back um and watch something on the big screen like that and it's kind of cool to hear how movie theaters have kind of evolved with covid too because um mm-hmm. i actually uh, friends like uh, co-workers with the wife of the gentleman who's in charge of uh, one of the theaters nearby that we went to and so we got to chat him up and ask him about how how business is doing and how things are going and you know people are renting out the theater Um, a a local basketball star has been renting out an entire theater for his like family and friends to to come by and then you know like they don't have to do the cleanup afterwards yeah so people are going to be doing that for the Packers game next week it's kind of cool I I like it sounds good to me but yeah so just evolving yeah, <laughs> yes everything's evolving and i i kind of like how we're you know embracing the change mm-hmm. here um you know but you hear people uh, talk down about the new normal and getting used to seeing you know we're, we should be used to seeing people with masks now but you know like that being the norm like it's yeah. kind of strange to me to, to see people's chins and and noses <laughs> and stuff when, when they're not uh six to seven feet away so and even like watching a movie now or watching a television show where people are are next to each other it, it almost like kind of uh, 
throws me throws me off for a hot second because I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah, these people, yeah, you get like a with COVID, <laughs> yeah, you get like a knee jerk reaction, like oh, oh, well, <laughs> six feet like, away. <laughs> I made a joke because I was watching the stand, like the old 1990s uh, miniseries that was on TV, mm-hmm. um, Stephen King's The Stand, and these people are like uh, spitting on each other and stuff, and not even like wiping it off or being freaked out about this dude who's clearly sick and is like sputtering all over you and you're not freaked out I would be like I dropped that guy and run <laughs> like listen I know what a pandemic is now so get out of here <laughs> but okay so all of that aside so Wonder before Woman, we yeah 1984 so yeah <laughs> lots so, of spoilers today right? oh yes yes so um, if you haven't seen the movie you know, and you don't want to be spoiled. Obviously, there will be spoilers that we will be discussing. We will be, you know, talking about very specific things about the movie in this in this uh, episode. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, this is your chance to back out now because we don't want you to, you know, hear something you don't want to hear. Right. Well, and you know what's funny about this movie too is the whole reason I went to go see it. Um, I was still on the fence until my daughter said that she saw it and she she liked it. She thought it was really good. Okay. Now, keep in mind, she's 13. Mm-hmm. She hasn't necessarily been disappointed by any movies. Um, sometimes she completely avoids a DC movie or any other kind of movie altogether. But she doesn't necessarily like or dislike any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one she said was really good. She went with a friend. Yeah. Um, she said it was really good. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, might as well. And give it a chance I did. Yeah. Um, Before we get um, too, too far (laughs) into the review, though, I do have a very quick gaming corner. Oh, yes. Yes. What's what's on Gaming Corner today? Yes. um, So we're doing... It's all a review episode. We're we're reviewing everything, anything and everything is this episode, apparently. um, Because we're doing Wonder Woman. And I'm also reviewing Fallout 76 because if you remember... Um, if you listen to our old episodes, you remember I was updating things about Bethesda, about Fallout 76, about, you know, all the things that were going on with the game and like all the, you know, different shenanigans that were occurring behind the scenes. And yeah, so uh, anybody who has, you know, not had their head under a rock in the gaming community the past couple of years will know all about Fallout 76. Um, now, it's been out for... Two complete years now. It um, two years as of last October because it came out October twenty eighteen, and uh, I I got a special for starting at the beginning of the year. It was like this uh, Game Pass Ultimate thing where you got Game Pass and you got EA Play and you got Gold so you could play online, and you got that for three months for one dollar, and I was like. Well, you can't really beat that, right? So I wasn't really necessarily thinking of playing online, but I do like to sometimes indulge in Game Pass because I can sometimes find some entertaining games that I can basically like try out for free, more or less, and then decide later if I want to pick it up for myself or decide, eh, it's not really worth it. Um, and Fallout 76 was actually on the list. It was one of the games that was available. And so I was like, well, I do have this gold. I didn't even think I was going to use it. I might as well try it out. It has been a couple of years now. They've released, you know, tons of patches and reworked some things and added things. So I was like, well, why not? Let, let's give it a try. 
And I have to say that I, I spent a total of about three-ish days in there. I'm up to level 12. Um, I'm basically just like wandering around and <laughs> doing whatever I want because I'm that kind of a random ADHD kind of player. But I have to say I actually am kind of having fun. Um, it does feel a bit directionless at times, which I'm fine with it being directionless, but sometimes in some games you feel like you kind of need a little bit of direction, you know, it's because the environment itself isn't always what you need to kind of just reach out and explore different things. Like, you need to be directed. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that. Uh, occasionally, like, when I ended a, a longer quest, like, line of quests, I was, you know, kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, I felt like, oh, I have nothing to do until I check my quest log and realize, oh, no, I, I have plenty I can do. Um, I... And as far as, like, glitches and bugs go, I didn't really experience too much. Um, I did have some where some enemies didn't actually spawn in until I was very close to their spawn point. So, like, you know, in other words, they were supposed to have spawned in already. And for whatever reason, they didn't spawn in until I was pretty close to them. And so then my stealth was kind of useless. So that kind of sucked. Um, I did have the game crash, the server crash on me once. Um, which, I mean, compared to the constant server crashes to when it first launched, I will take that as a win. Um, that's kind of something that just happens once in a while with online games, from my understanding. Um, when you play, like, MMORPGs, that kind of thing. Um, obviously not, it's not a frequent occurrence, but it, it's just a thing that can occur. Um, and I did have some... Uh, disintegration of graphic quality is a nice way of putting it. Basically, I, I had some graphics that potated on me uh, pretty badly. Uh, it didn't last too much, and it was only very minor things like rocks and stuff like that. It wasn't like NPCs or enemies or anything like that. But still, like I, it was very much noticeable. Like when I looked at a rock, and I could look at the wonderfully rendered grass beside it, and then look at this rock, which looks like a gray potato, and it's like okay, yeah, we, we are having some difficulties here, you know? Um, other than that, I'm like, I, I am actually enjoying myself. Um, obviously, Xbox has, or Microsoft has just, like, pulled some little funny crap with their gold subscriptions, or they're basically doubling in price. So, like, once once my go this gold subscription runs out in three months, I'm probably pretty not much not going to pick it up for a long, long time because I'm not going to just, you know, throw away my money on a gold subscription like that. But, I mean, for the three months that I have it, I'm going to play it and I'm probably going to have fun. So, right out the gate, obviously it was not great. It was not great for a while. Um, two years on, they seem to have finally gotten a handle on it. It just is kind of disappointing that it's taken this long. And it's like, you know, you could have just waited like a year and a half maybe and just developed it a little bit more, worked on it a little bit more, released it, and it would have been fine probably, you know, instead of having all the issues that they did when it first launched. So that's my thing. Right now, you know, two years out the gate, it seems fine. It's fun. And I didn't really have any major issues on Xbox. Um, so, yeah, if anybody out there wants to try it, I say go ahead. Go. I, I don't know if they're still offering that deal for the Ultimate for a dollar for three months. But if they are, I mean, hey, you can't really beat that with a stick. So, yeah, that's my little review. And that's probably one of the most positive things you will hear in this podcast, <laughs> I gotta oh, say. Come on. 
at least for me, at least for me, I, I won't speak for you, but for me, okay, it will be so the most positive thing. Did you see the movie? Yes, I saw. Well, okay. I, I will. I will preface this with saying I saw the movie, but I have basically blocked out a good portion of it because I was legitimately triggered by something in the movie. Um, I'm fine with it now, but yeah, I basically kind of really freaked out um, at a certain part of the movie. And like, I finished watching it, but like, it was just something I couldn't ignore. And so like, it was just basically constantly on my brain and I couldn't... Is that something no. we should avoid talking about? Are you? No, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine talking with it. In fact, I. It? Yeah, in fact, I do definitely want to talk about it and discuss it because it's something that I don't see a whole lot of people. At least, I personally don't see a whole lot of people bringing it up and discussing it really in depth as to what it is. So yeah, I, I'm fine with it now. It's just you know having it sprung on you like that is just kind of like ooh okay. Yeah, especially yeah. in a PG-13 movie, I did not expect to see this, so, you know. Right. Okay, so what was it? Um, it was the fact that at one point on screen, I saw Diana Prince and Steve Trevor rape a man. And yeah. I, it, it was, I, I mean, obviously this movie is PG-13. It's, you know, not a G movie. I don't expect it to be a G-rated movie. But when you go into a superhero movie that is rated PG-13 and you expect, you know comical violence you know fan you know appropriate shit you know things like that you don't really expect that out of the blue especially in that kind of situation and it was just it was so extremely disturbing to me to see this portrayed to see this character that i love portrayed with this such poor poor judgment and just you know completely take advantage of this poor man's body to just you know fulfill this whole wish of hers you know which i i don't really understand like you know the the powers of this dreamstone are really nebula nebulous anyway so i don't get why the dreamstone couldn't have just reconstituted him like if they're going to bring right. him back like they, they could have avoided that by doing that you know they this was a situation that was completely avoidable but they chose to have Steve Trevor manifest in this body of this man, which, I mean, is already kind of problematic enough because, I mean, we don't know. This man could have a family. He could have a life. I mean, he's just being ripped away without any kind of consent on his end as to what's going on. And then Diana sleeps with him. And it's like, wow, this is this is really gross. This is really disgusting. <laughs> um and I mean, I, I thought it was problematic enough that she even wished for Steve in the first place because, granted, it's been a long while since I've seen the first Wonder Woman movie, but she didn't know, really know him all that long, did she? Like, a uh, few weeks, few months? Right, right. It, it wasn't, it was like a few days. It was yeah. anything at all. In the and that was movie. like, was... and that was like 50 years in the past. So, I mean, oh, I you're telling like me, 70. or 70, 70, 80, something, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you're talking to me about Diana Prince having one wish, she's not, you're telling me she's not going to wish for something about Themyscira, something about her family, her, you know, her sisters in arms. No, she's going to wish to bring back this guy that she met decades ago and knew for a total of a few days. No, that, right. I, I mean, that to me alone was very problematic. But then when you took it that extra step and actually had a sex scene with them, you know, using this body of this man who is 
otherwise unconscious and cannot consent to what is happening to his body. It just, it, it, it I, I can't even say it rubbed me the wrong way because it, it legitimately triggered me seeing this just out of the blue. It was, it was really bad. Like I, I honestly, like I had to brush up on the movie again and like watch some more YouTube videos because like, I honestly blocked out a good bit of the rest of the movie because I was like, holy crap, this is really bad. I cannot believe like this is released in 2020. This, this is really, really bad. Like I expect this level of BS to come from a really ill-conceived movie in like the seventies, you know, right. not from Wait, so a modern a movie. things. We do know his house, so we, we don't know, like, how he communicates with the, his family, like, as in brothers, sisters, mom, dad, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I assume we know that he doesn't, like, live with anybody because they're there at his house. Yeah. Uh, we don't see anybody else there. Um, but, right, like, we assume he's also got a job and he's doing something to make a living. Yeah. So and, I mean, he could exactly have... What happens to his consciousness while yeah. this is happening? And I mean, he could have like a significant other that's away on a vacation or a business trip. He could have, right. you know, family members that are just, you know, very important friends that are very important to him that, you know, are no well, less at important the end of the than. We find out that he has friends who have opinions about what he wears. So I mean, <laughs> we also, what what's weird to me is that it's never addressed. It, it, she never says something yeah. like, "Oh my goodness." what's going on with this guy while you're manifested into him. Yeah. There's and, no and also, kind of you know, discussion. Like, we could have gotten a ghost Steve Trevor. We could have gotten yeah. a zombie Steve Trevor. Um, but instead we got this weird. Uh, and it was. Po possession of a body <laughs> Steve Trevor. Um, and it was kind of disturbing and, how like most of the movie we like, you know, I guess we see him through Diana's eyes, so she sees she sees right, Steve, right. so we see Steve, Steve. Yep. and it's like just imposing him onto this man, kind of just dehumanizes him and takes him away from yep. his own identity. And, and because they don't address that, because they don't address the fact that this man is who knows where his consciousness is this whole time, right? Because I've I've yeah. watched plenty of DID type uh, shows where they talk about disassociative identity disorder and. Mm -hmm those people are just like you know um if you've ever watched split they talk about like a white room where everybody's sitting in a chair um waiting to take the light mm -hmm. that kind of thing so yeah. it's, it's obviously not a did kind of um situation but it it sort of feels like that in the sense where yeah. steve trevor has like taken this consciousness uh from him because he's directing the body he's somehow able to get this man's body to fly up jet from you know <laughs> 70 years later um which is like okay how do you know how to fly a modern jet or a modern for then right, no, jet he doesn't like that, that's just something extra special and you know it's funny like we probably should have had um uh diana driving that because if she were at least then it would have been like oh she gets to keep this dang jet yeah later, that would have uh, at least made a little sense with the it is her yeah invisible jet it is one yeah. woman's invisible jet that is a thing so like yeah okay but how is she gonna ever fly it if she doesn't have steve trevor's body <laughs> or his consciousness to, to fly it uh, yeah okay so uh, what i was gonna say is when we do see him later on at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. And she is, like, talking to him and appreciating that he's wearing an outfit that she had told Steve Trevor was nice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and 
rather 80s. There's just, like, no uh, nod to the fact that they had done this thing. Like, yeah. this thing had happened. And that... Um, so, I, I wasn't triggered by anything like that. I didn't see it as that until afterwards, you know, really taking a look at how they... Yeah. That, like once you could have avoided it. Yeah. Like once um, you sit down and think critically about it. I'm I'm sure like I'm probably I don't know, maybe I'm in a minority of people who just like immediately saw this problematic thing. Um but I mean I no, think I anybody think But I mean what I mean is but what I mean is is like, you know, I might be the only one who sees it right off, but then like when you really like sit down and think about it and think about the movie critically it's like, yeah. ooh, okay, yeah, that, that really is bad, isn't it? It's kind of skeezy, yeah. Yeah, and so Diana's supposed then, to be the hero, you know? There are all these other scenes where we see um, where we see him and her in, uh, in a shot, and they, they don't bring that actor back until the very end. Like, yeah. we see him once in the mirror when Steve Trevor is looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and then we don't see him again. Like, they don't even, like, insert him into a shot where we're seeing, like, everybody, or we're seeing a pan of everyone. Mm-hmm. So it, it really, like, dehumanizes him um, in the sense that, like, yeah, the body's possessed, and it's, he's just a body. He's not a person we care about or yeah anything. And that's what I think makes it even worse is that we really don't have any chance to, to say, okay, this, this is really, this is really bad. This yeah. He's, he's literally just a slab Especially of meat. Because the damn dreamstone manifested a wall. It manifested all these other things out of thin air. So we couldn't just manifest Steve Trevor. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So then there's also the fact that like her dream her wish was like had to be a super selfish wish. Mm-hmm. All of all of the plot lines to this movie only made sense if people are selfish, awful humans. Yes, you can't be someone like you know what for Christmas. Whenever somebody asked me what I want for Christmas, I'm always like world peace. Nobody would wish for world peace. Seriously, They're, we're all just awful. Not one beings. person. Not one person asked for a cure for cancer or uh, to save a dying family member or child. Right. Like. You know, and then when you have to walk that back, it's like, are are you really saying that you know they have to say goodbye again? Like that's uh. they destroyed the entire world with their selfish wishes, so that we, when you rescind your wish, you just go back to how things were before: people dying, wars, yada yada, everything happening like it was before. Yeah, which I mean, it's. It really paints an ugly picture for where we're at. But then, you know, like, they, they go with this whole... We spent 11 minutes at the beginning of the movie watching um, young Diana cheat uh, in a... Take a shortcut, which is essentially cheating, mm-hmm. in this uh, Amazonian obstacle course, okay? So she's not able to win because she cheated. Okay, I get that. But then we spent so much time on it and there's never any like I guess what they brought it back if you think about it but two and a half hours later I didn't remember the beginning of the movie yeah so uh, it was it was hardly it wasn't impactful conducive. like I didn't yeah, yeah like I didn't feel brought around I didn't mm-hmm. feel like when, when Diana was 
doing her monologue at the end of the movie and it was talking about rescinding your wish because of truth and lies and whatever else nonsense I I, I, I felt myself trying to take a nap it was just <laughs> so long and so you know I really kind of got the feeling that this was DC's version of Captain Marvel where they've already created like this world this timeline this you know canon if you will mm -hmm. and then they had to give the you know a female character a movie which they did give her the first movie which is cool um right. but then when they came in with this movie there was like okay well we are going to put it in a quirky timeline like a uh, a decade that people are going to have fond nostalgia of which they went with the 80s this time instead of the 90s and which is also going to kind of mess up our own continuity because Batman had said that, you know, she hadn't been doing anything since the war. And I mean, mm -hmm. I, granted, I'm pretty sure like she tried to stay like as much on the down low as possible. But I mean, you're telling me that the world's greatest detective, you know, I, I mean, I know he had to have lived through this. So you're telling me that the world's greatest detective couldn't piece this together? Like, come on. Oh, she was she was using her, her tiara to cut out all the cameras and stuff so nobody ever knew it was her. right right they just thought that they were being saved by not a wonder woman <laughs> it's just like what what links are we really going to go with to bend the canon i mean i i'm well aware of you know bending canon until it breaks i've done it myself but i mean they you there's really only so much disbelief you can suspend until it does indeed break and it's it breaks really really bad with this yeah, movie i felt like i had to really 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 try to suspend disbelief here and i i was uh, it, and see if if well i mean obviously if you took out you know the super problematic elements if you took out this storyline and imposed it in any other world any other fandom any other really just made it like a generic thing on its own like just removed the dc and wonder woman elements from it completely it actually wouldn't be that hard to do you know a lot uh some superhero movies are so entrenched in their worlds with their heroes like you can't really separate them from each other you can't separate the movie and the storyline from the characters because they're intertwined and that's how it's really supposed to be but you know other movies it's like you can just sever that tie really quick and you could have just a generic movie about saving the world with a hero just any kind of hero and eh, not a big deal you know um so the writing here kind of kind of bothered me a bit i felt like it definitely needed a couple more go-overs by mm -hmm. maybe somebody else maybe an editor who would be like huh that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense for that to last that long or you know, plot holes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I did actually really like Pedro Pascal. I know his character was kitschy. Mm -hmm. I know he was one dimensional and clearly didn't care about his kid until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but he, he did portray him very well. I will give him but that. But the portrayal was good. Yeah. I, I had to keep like reminding myself that this was not like him being a, db it was really like yeah him acting um, yeah and you know like really playing the character as as a db like 
I had to keep reminding myself, no, Lindsay, yeah. I like Pedro Pascal. You yeah. Like him. Which is so interesting to see actor. him. Yeah, it's so interesting <laughs> to see him in this light because he's done characters that are just so different from each other. He's done uh-huh. this one, who is just, you know, an outright, you know, arsehole. He's, you know, done The Mandalorian, who is just, you know, kind of not silent, but very stoic and, you know, you know, very kind of quiet and strong. And then you have Oberyn Martell, who is just like this mm-hmm. open flirt and very sexual and also, you know, very fierce and passionate. And it's very, very, they're all very, very different from each other. And the way that he can, you know, go between these characters is impressive. I, I will definitely give him props for he his also work. He played a detective in Narcos, and that was probably Ooh. my favorite role. Oh, really? Um, and he is uh, very skinny and very young in that one, but like amazing to watch. Uh, the way things are done in that um, show is a credit to his name in a big way. Um, so if you ever want to watch Narcos, uh, he's in that and he's amazing. Um, but we're... again, a very different character than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just. I don't know. I feel like this is like a case of, you know, you know how they say like, you know, too many writers, you know, spoil the bunch. Well, sometimes too few writers or not enough variety of writers can do the same thing. Like it's if you're in an echo chamber who is just going to say, yes, that's good. Let's do it. You know, you're not really going to churn out your best work. You know, right. so you we need... also have to talk about how it's yes. Patty Jenkins and how we yes. um, know that this was not her first uh, directing uh, debut, but definitely mm-hmm. one of the first times she's done any writing, and um, that might have been a contributing factor too. Yeah, it, like that echo chamber you just mentioned. If she mm-hmm. was the one who had to approve the writing, uh, you know how it was going to go on screen and then you know she's approving herself that that's kind of yeah or like she's also the director so it's like you also have this little kind of pull there you know right where it's just like well i'm i'm the director you know i you're just a writer so i mean i'm not saying that went on but (laughs) you know i'm not saying that did happen definitely but i i am saying that in that kind of situation you know if it didn't see how that could have happened yeah how it could have or like you know just the knowledge that she is also directing and you know maybe a writer doesn't want to speak up because oh you know that's also the director you know Jenkins. you know yeah so you know i i get it i totally get it um i i also found it just profoundly tone deaf um, not just on the whole, like, you know, sexual assault aspect, but also, like, how they had this prince out in the Middle East who was all, you know, about this promised land that was supposed to be his and, you know, wanting to erect walls. And, like, I, I know, like, you know, he's portrayed as, you know, he's not a good guy, you know, and, you know, everything is crumbling down at the end, you know, and it's, you know, it's supposed to be symbolic. Right, but, but when you have Gal Gadot... The of him and the way he was dressed and and when you also have Gal Gadot, who is a very open Zionist, starring yeah. in this movie, like that—that's—that's that's not a good fit. I, I'm mm, that—that's yeah. really, really tone deaf. And I, I do remember that part also stuck out to me as well. I'm like, oh wow, they—they they are really going full Zionist here. Wow. <laughs> like at least yeah. with that kind of theme, you know. I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. I don't really enjoy this. <laughs> So how did you feel about uh, Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig, uh, 
I I like her as a person, as an actress. I feel like I don't know if she's offered that all that much variety of roles, but a lot of her roles seem to be very similar to each other. Um, and I mean, that's the case for a lot of actors. You know, I, I can't sit here sure. and say it's not. Um, I, I, I don't well, know. Right, I'm just, the last I'm just, time we saw her was a nerdy Ghostbuster character. Yeah, yeah a yeah. nerdy Ghostbuster character. And yeah, she's a nerdy Gembuster character. <laughs> um, I, and I, I don't know. I'm just kind of really tired of the whole, oh, clumsy nerd girl with glasses, you know, loses the glasses right. and gets hot. You know, I'm, I'm just so, so tired of that trope. It just, it makes me roll my eyes. I will say, like, her scenes, like, right after she got her strength was really funny. Like, her ripping the door off of the refrigerator. Like, you know, she... Yeah, that was obvious, Yeah, obviously, like, you know, her, her comedy chops came out really strong then. And she really shone in those situations. But I didn't really feel she got really a good chance to display a lot of, you know, depth or, you know, just really show off some more with her character. Cause again, like her character is just, it, it's like they're trying to not be two dimensional, but they totally are two dimensional. If but that makes are. sense. And, and I felt like we got a lot of two dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, uh, Max Lord was, um, portrayals of a lot of other characters were very, yeah, they just did not paint a good picture for yeah. the world. I, I, I'm still on the whole nobody wished for world peace thing. And yeah. I just can't. And I have to say, like, I mean, this is maybe a minor nitpick, but I mean, this was a major blockbuster film, right? So right. why do the special effects literally look like it's oh from the goodness. 80s? Like, I mean, I, I was watching these special effects, especially in the mall section, and I was like, this looks like I could it could have been in Spider-Man back from the early uh-huh. 2000s. Yeah. Like, no but no I joke. Almost, I almost wonder if they were trying to do campy. Like, I wonder if they were trying yeah. to do the, the interesting campy type nods, but it didn't... Uh, it didn't translate well, if that's the case. One of the big things of movies from, like, the 90s and early 2000s was the the character development and the character arc, the, mm-hmm. the people developing, the um, personal relationships being being able to develop, so that you had all of these different movies, um, you know, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, yada yada, but you mm-hmm. had so much time to get used to them and to start to love the characters. We really, like, had no time to do any of that. Yeah. Like, there was, and how, how did we not have time? It was a two and a half hour movie. Right? Like, if and you don't have time like, for that, like, then... Mm, what what are you doing what, then? What exactly did I just watch? <laughs> um, I didn't really get at why Kristen Wiig's character had to had to be a predator and turn into a cat. Yeah, I mean she's supposed to be Cheetah, so I guess they were trying to figure yeah, out I, uh, how to make her Cheetah. But it's like with her initial wish, you know, she was supposed to, you know, she wanted to be like Diana. Which, mm-hmm. you know, okay, like, I, I do get that. Even though it may be kind of shallow, I under, I can totally understand that. You know, especially, you know, when, you know, we still had feminist, feminist issues. We were still trying to work out back in that time in the early 80s. Which, oh, very side note, I found it very entertaining that there was a whole bunch of anachronistic stuff in there. That, um, like, music, posters, things like that, that came out after 1984. So, just a little oh, nod there. Um, but, you know, so I, I totally get it. You know, you, you want to be this ideal, you know, and even today, you know, 
even with, you know, body positive movements and everything like that, you still want to strive towards an ideal. And, you know, so that, that her, her first wish, I totally get it. Totally understand. But then she comes back and, you know, she gets another wish. And, um, I, I can't remember like the whole logistics of how she gets a second wish. Uh, I think it's with Max when he like absorbs the dreamstone. Like he gives her another wish somehow or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. But the fact that she wished from it before, I guess, is different when she wishes from it from Max Lord. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not even going to pretend to try and untangle that. But she wishes to be an apex predator. Okay, why though? Like, what's the motivation here? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why she wants to be this. You know, she wanted to be like Diana because she wanted to be popular. She wanted to be pretty. She, you know, wanted to do all the things that, you know, women of her time and our time still, you know, want. And, you know, that's totally gettable. But all of a sudden she has this beef with Wonder Woman for reasons and wants to be a predator? Ah, not seeing the connection, but okay, you know. Yeah, I, I was like... <laughs> Okay, um, sure. <laughs> we'll go with it, I guess. <laughs> right. And then... Okay, so this, um, anything else we need to talk about? I, I guess we're talking for a while now. <laughs> we have been. Uh, this is this has been a rather long episode, one of our longer ones that we've had in a while. Lately, um, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... They're very important things I think we need to talk about because, I mean, it's it's all well and good to, you know, go to a movie and just, you know, turn off your brain and, you know, have some just fun entertainment. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm not against that at all. But when it comes to problematic things, I think it is really important to turn your brain back on and, like, at least kind of have this discussion about, you know, why this is problematic and why this is not good and, you know, try to... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I just think it's it's not a good thing to just blindly accept things, which I mean, going off of like reviews that I've seen, um, impressions that I've, you know, watched on YouTube and things like that. Obviously, you know, it doesn't seem like people are like universally praising this movie, which I think is a good thing. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I get it. I, and I get how some people, you know, if you don't think about it, it could be fun. But I'm just always thinking kind of the about it. <laughs> takeaway here is that you gotta you gotta not think about it. And yeah, and it's like if you have, yeah, and it's like if you have to go into a movie knowing that you can't just think about it, then it it's not really that good of a movie. <laughs> right, that you essentially have to go in and say, okay, I'm going to suspend all disbelief and just watch a flashy action fic, you know? Yes, and and I guess like in a way that works. That's fine. I, yeah. I guess, uh, not really my thing, but, yeah. um, we're, I'm sure we're it's... living in an age now where we, we have to think about these things. Yeah. We, we are, uh, more aware and want to teach our children to be more aware. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the trouble with it. Like we, yeah. we have to try to, try to be socially... Try to... Yeah, try to walk that line where it's like, you know, you don't want to just like ruin things for them, but it is still important to have conversations about things that are bad and things that are problematic and why they're problematic, you know, because right. right. just a bad flick overall. Okay. Yeah, sure. You can have it, but something that's problematic, mm, that needs some discussion, you know? Right. 
Yep, and and therein like, like lies the, the issues where you know I started with how my thirteen year old daughter thought it was great, and mm-hmm. you know we we didn't not enjoy the movie. We we really tried to go in with an open mind with this one, but when you sit down and think about what they were portraying about um, humans in general and mm-hmm. um, a, a, a female that we're supposed to really kind of idolize and look uh, up to and look up to we, we kind of missed the mark here yeah, and, yeah. and I agree completely on the nerdy girl trope I was so yeah. my, my eyes just about rolled into my head when she like had the white leg and she, when she slept in her office had the white leggings and this pink shirt that was really a dress that she was able to pull down and take her glasses off and now everybody thinks she's gorgeous oh, yeah. like come on <laughs> really I uh, I was so I, I kept turning to Jason and saying things like, ugh, <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was trying, like, not to ruin the movie for him, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, oh, we're it's really like the movie is, this. It's like the movie really? is ruining itself for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am, uh, I, was, I was entertained by seeing a, a super 80s mall. That was pretty great. Oh, yeah. Um... Because, I mean, you know, malls were where it was, was where it was at back in the day. Yeah, and, and all the, like, little things, like the jewelry store that had the ancient black market artifacts in the back. Yeah. Like, some, <laughs> some very interesting nods to, like, you know, classic bad guy plot lines. Like, mm-hmm. there, was, there was some really hilariously done kitschy, campy stuff mm-hmm. that, for entertain, in, in its entertainment value, was kind of kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a whole, uh, usually sequels aren't better than the originals. And, yeah. There's uh, yet another one that just missed that yep. mark. Yeah. All right. So we would love to hear what you guys want to, want to talk about with this um, movie or anything else ever at all times. Hit <laughs> us up. Let us know. Um, give us some opinions, uh, so that we can talk about them with you and, um, tell you how you're probably right too. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan. And thanks for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons. <laughs>